You are now listening to Kindred Spirits Podcast on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Kindred Spirits here on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network, live here on Twitch. And if you want to watch a replay of the show, you can also check us out on Goals TV. Goals.tv, goalstv.com. What's the website, John? You're the one who signed. You're the one who well, did all the talking. <laughs> well, unfortunately, our spirit content is actually not on Goals TV, so you oh, will not watch us on there. But if you want to watch our DC United content on United 96, you certainly can go to goals.tv on uh, the app or on their website. I did not know that. Yeah, See? surprise. I, <laughs> I signed the contract, so it's okay. Oh, okay. All right, Hi, everybody. Well, <laughs> Getting off to a fantastic start here on the show. Um, It's it's late, guys. It's tired. We just, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, John, how are you doing? I'm good. I, you know, no complaints. No complaints. I was, you know, I was happy to uh, get the opportunity to see the the full complement of the spear come back. I think I was very, I was very excited about seeing the uh, the lineup graphic come out from from uh, the spear Twitter account. I mean, I knew that that would be the case, but it, it improved my day. And, you know, we had a lot to talk about. I think that they, I think that there's, there's some good things in here for sure. Yeah. For a one, one draw, there's a lot of good things to take away. Yeah. I but think it's, yeah, it's good. It was, uh, it was a, you know, I would say it was good. It was a relaxing weekend of soccer in F1. Um, soccer was not great, but there were some bright spots in the Washington spirit were certainly one of them. Verstappen won, right? Verstappen did win again. Again, yes. but yes. my boy Alonzo took second. So yeah. My my boy Albon because I just like pain and suffering and decided to become a Williams driver mostly because I liked Albon and I watched Drive to Survive. Uh, he finished eighth. He did four in P four Q four. Sorry, P four in Q three. There we go. I am a serious serious F one fan. Well, there's listen, a lot of letters and numbers going on there. It's their yeah. fault. That was a wild race. Um, let's get back to the Washington Spirit. Let's uh, let's start talking. Um, Before we get started, Portland Thorns jersey, yay or nay? I like it. You do? I think there's people that hate on it. I, th- I think it looks, it's one of those jerseys I think that looks better when someone's wearing it than kind of like when you see the image of it. Um, I still think it looks like an affliction t shirt personally, but okay. That's my I take. Think it, they went bold with it. I'm never, I'm never going to sit here, like, I'm never going to sit here and, and decry when somebody goes bold with a jersey and maybe it doesn't quite work. I mean, there are some hideous ones, um, but I, I think. Um, I think the hideous, like the hideous jerseys, like the Puma, where they had like the team name written out, like those were just those. Were oh just yeah, awful. those were awful. Those were awful, and they and they like copy pasted for as a template yeah. for all, that, most of the teams in the country or the and world. That, and that and that's the big thing. It's like you watch those types of things happen, and then you see a, someone trying to be bold with a jersey, and it's like I can't even hate on it because like they at least tried to do something unique and tried to do something good. Um, but anyway, uh, Washington Spirit one one draw against Portland. I think well, before well, we. Well, yeah, we got some news. We got a little bit of news we could talk about. Let's, let's get started with the uh, – there's two bits of news. The smaller one, I'll go first. Uh, the Snickers is the new Jersey arm sponsor of the Washington Spirit. <laughs> so get excited for that, folks. That's happening. And and I don't know why they did this. Apparently, it was like a soft launch. They just put it on the jerseys and didn't mention it. And then they're going to have a thing later, like I guess probably this week sometime, talking about – I don't know <laughs> – Snickers effort for for women's sports empowerment. What are they going to say to like to like jazz it up from the Snickers side? Like we're making a serious commitment here in uh, in in paying quality or whatever it'll be that'll come in. The, but you know, great. I'm glad Snickers is a, a delicious candy bar. 
yeah, so cool. And good to see some legitimate sponsorship that's not, you know, I will say, look at contractors or <laughs> there are, yeah, that's not a pyramid scheme or, or something else. Did you say Skechers? What's that? Did you say no, no, that? No, I said defense contractors. Oh, I thought you said Skechers would be, all Skechers would be a funny uh, sponsor as well. Skechers we, would be an improvement over some of the, some of the sponsors that we for see. For sure. Less, less ethical concerns for Skechers. Um, but I, I think there have been, I believe the new VP of some, they have made a million billion hires in the front office on the business side for the Washington Spirit. I believe one of the new folks just came from Procter and Gamble, uh, and I'm, I think used to manage Dove, like the the soap worldwide. So I think that there is certainly an idea of like getting large scale brands to to be affiliated with the Spirit that are you know more well known than again defense contractors, small investment firms, uh, personal investment firms like previously were associated with the Spirit. So. That's one bit of news. Ted has the more exciting news, I think, than the than the this this the Snickers sponsorship. Yeah, the more exciting news is uh, Michelle King uh, sat down for a conversation with Jason Anderson, who's doing some excellent work over at Pro Soccer Wire, covering both DC United and the Washington Spirit, particularly. Um, talking about sort of Michelle King's uh, dropped some news about plans. Obviously, the, the big the big story coming out is the proposed training facility, which Michelle King has talked about. Uh, she has stated that she knows every bit of land in D.C., Loudoun, Fair, uh, D.C., Fairfax, and Prince George's County, I want to say. Um, so she seems to be hunting for a site. She says it's not easy to find a 70-acre, which it sounds like is kind of what she's targeting. Um, and apparently also apparently had looked at the RFK Stadium site. But that is, of course, being hold uh, for the Washington Sorry, I have my notes here. The Commanders. Never heard of them. <laughs> What's their name this week? Yeah, never heard of them. I don't know. They they apparently play the American style of football. I don't know. They're probably not a big deal in D.C. Anyway, um, I'm just thinking about like if this if this deal like so basically they're saying they basically they're just kind of they're like, look, we, we love that site and we'd love to talk to the city about that site. But they are pretty much making it clear. Well, we want to see what the commanders want to do first. So kind of like a half joke she was like well we need to see uh what the commanders decide and then we will um <laughs> and then we'll go in and maybe we'll maybe we'll take a look at the site i'm just imagining like the reaction from certain members like certain male dominated members of the fan base that if the if it doesn't get done and then the washington spirit training center, which i would love by the way for it to be at that rfk stadium site if that gets built out there the amount of angst that would come from certain people would be just absolutely hilarious i hope it happens personally it would be awesome be amazing i think the you would think they could do both right 70 70 acres is a lot but i guess the idea is that the commanders should they take over that space will want all of it they'll want they'll want like a similar deal that the that dc united got where they have ancillary development rights around Mm -hmm. around the site so that'll that would be probably the challenge i guess but yeah, no, I I would I would say it won't happen. We'll see. I know the team is using DC's training facility. Um, I look forward to them building an amazing training facility that maybe DC decides they want to use down the road. Could happen. Um, but yeah, so the so the team is um team is looking for that. I think there wasn't really much out there. They're also looking. I think uh, Leon also came up, um, which is also the European team that she now owns. Uh, apparently, looking uh looking I think to for a more equitable deal. Uh, they apparently struggled to get attendance out. I think they play at Lyon's stadium, uh, but they've played to crowds of 1,500 or fewer. Uh, so she's looking for a more smaller, more intimate facility. 
um, that I think would fit maybe a little bit more of of for what their attendance would be. I that I feel like that is a that inf- I did not know that information. Yeah, and I feel like that sort of information would have had me not buy that particular franchise because that roster is star studded. Like it is, and if they're having that sort of draw problems, and you and you are like you can't. It's not like they just need to get better players. Like that's done. Well, it, we're and again, John, we're we're seeing um, what certain sections of Europe uh, decide they in certain federations of Europe want to do uh, to sure. their world champion. Sure, international so, teams. Were I a potential purchaser of a women's football club, I would say. Where where might else I go? Where might where might I go where this is not the problem? But maybe there's nowhere. Maybe just maybe that's that maybe that's the problem. I mean, we'll see. Maybe I mean maybe there's a connection out there. I, I don't know. I, I, that is, I think that is the more interesting thing that has come about in this purchase. I would say, from a interest perspective, reading that, you're kind of like, you know, is she going to care more about Leon than she will about the spirit? I would say right now the spirit are probably drawing better and more attention based on what we've seen from there. Um, so I think the spirit will definitely be the the bigger team in this area, um, for sure. Um, do, we, do we want to touch on the the span the Spain? Uh, yeah, I, team? I, I I believe you will have likely heard this story already, and probably from from people who have a very much more detailed grasp on it. The only I, the only thing I wanted to talk about was the latest development, which is to me very funny. Yeah, do you know which I'm speaking? Uh, the hunger strike. <laughs> correct. Correct. Uh, so the the uh, the the president of the Spanish Federation, who has been uh, rightfully raked over the coals for his Wolf of Wall Street type of uh, "I'm not quitting, I'm not out of here." What's the phrase? Uh, I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't leave. They the all of the you know I think up to the conversation, up to the press conference, the 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 dialogue was. Uh, this man is going to resign. He has to resign. It's what's best for every. What's best for everyone to do that, uh, and then he decided not to do that in, in, in a ridiculous way. Just really, uh, you know, we're not. We don't bring politics in the show. Just very Trumpian, like it. Like it. Unfortunately, it, like a ta- a textbook. I am going to uh, put both heels firmly into the ground, double down, and then double down again, and dare you to do anything about it. Uh, and uh, I, th- I think FIFA is going to do something about it. If he's already yeah. been suspended. Uh, the latest, actually, I just read is apparently they're going to ask for a 15 year ban uh, from. So they are they are immediately stepping in. There you go. There you go. So that. So, but the funny thing that, that Ted mentioned is uh, today uh, this man's mother uh, has has promised a hunger strike in response to the way her son has been treated. I, I think, you know, mom's. What's- Moms and children will will do what they're going to do, and they're going to protect their children. But boy, this is this is this is throwing good money after bad. I think if you're what's what's so crazy, what's so crazy? I think the craziest part about this is, is this started out. This started out as inappropriate, and very. I think he thought he thought very inappropriate. I think he thought, oh, I'll just apologize. I'll say I'm sorry. I'll appear in a video with the player expressing expressing that I'm sorry. We'll shake hands, hug, and I'll be fine. Everything will go away. And the players are emboldened by the power that they have now that they are world champion. Like, no, absolutely not. That was inappropriate, maybe very uncomfortable. The entire world outside of the Spanish, the Spain and, and Spanish politics and Spanish football were like, this is awful. This is terrible. They're speaking out. And I think he actually started to feel threatened. Like, oh, my gosh, I could actually lose my my post here. 
uh, never mind, she's a liar, she's terrible, just scrapping at anything he can, going after his, apparently having having the Spanish Football Federation release a breakdown of the whole incident to apparently prove 100%, claiming also that uh, Jenny, uh, I think it's, uh, I the last, uh, what's that? Hermoso. Hermoso, thank you, um, had apparently had apparently lied three times. I think that's what like his cousin or something said. And in an interview was like, Oh no, she's changed her story three times when in fact she, he's referring to the statement that the Spanish football federation put out without her knowledge. And then acting like that's a change of statement. I mean, this story is, is, is wild. It's also horrible. Like it's, it's, it's so terrible. And I, I talked about it last week, but it's almost grown to this grotesque, awfulness that this is just like this one man has basically sucked away the entire attention from what should be a celebration of, of the Spain national team winning the championship. All of that's out the window. It's like all out the window now. No one's like it didn't even that. happen. Yeah. It's, it's all around this, this one, this one man, this one person throwing a temper tantrum. I feel so horrible for the players have had to step up. They have said they are not going to play until he's gone. Funny enough, the coach who's under so much crime was the only person not included in this. There were other people in the coaching staff. Uh, we'll see how that we'll see how that goes. The craziest, oh, the craziest thing that came out was apparently the the Spanish Football Federation. I think they backed down on this, but they basically asked uh, UEFA to ban them from club competitions, as it's like we we for for what would happen to the president. And I could just see the uh, Barcelona's, the Real Madrid's, the Villarreal's of the world doing the uh the what is it the video from uh fresh prince of bel-air where it's like we and then just laughing and saying we like no absolutely not you are not taking away what amounts to half our paycheck um just just crazy wild stuff i I don't know if there's any more we could say about it no he sucks i think he could have i think if he had apologized in in a completely serious and full-throated way he had a prayer of being able to like ride it out and and but boy he 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 lit that boat on fire uh it this is this is some some crazy self self immolation that's going on here and he deserves it yeah. and i hope they clean house i hope that the players stick to their guns it's it is it is it is it is, it is to your point you said it before it's like the world cup already didn't even happen yeah. this is the entire story and that is a ridiculous situation and horrible thing. If I were, you know, a Spanish fan, I would just be beside myself. I love that the players, the man, the men, the men, the Spanish men are getting behind it. Not as, not as uh, universally as I'd like. Uh, basically this guy's a clown. I'm embarrassed yeah. to be affiliated with this and he should go. I wish it were all of them, but you know, I, I mean, I just saw, I, I just say, just talk about a way I, I think, you know, maybe they're not as behind it, but once the Spanish president started talking about banning the club, all the clubs from 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 European competition, um, I could imagine the storming <laughs> that all those executives did at the amount of money they would lose if that actually happened. <laughs> like, uh, like no one was if, if this was the U.S. No one's gonna no one's gonna kill themselves for Sunil Gulati. No one's gonna no yeah. one's gonna sacrifice their future for <laughs> for any for any of these people for. Cindy Parlo Cone. It's not gonna happen. Sorry. Yeah. You guys no. we will find a new FA president. It's not it's not too hard. We'll, we can we you can stop around. You are certainly replaceable. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Uh, Sorry. Uh, 
Wow, let's let's get to some positive news. Let's get to some positive stories. Let's talk Washington Spirit. Washington Spirit, 1-1 draw against the Portland Thorns. John, good result, bad result. Good result. Yeah. I, I think this is this was really, if you're looking at the other the team that was top of the table or second of the table, who is your real your real like uh not burden, your 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 level for excellence in this league. I think we talked about sort of this game is the challenge, and then after that, you, you expect to see three points uh, mm-hmm. in the subsequent games. I think they came out in a new formation. They came out with full complement of players, and they dominated. From my perspective, the first 45 minutes were, were an offensively dominant or defensively dominant uh, performance by the Spirit. We're, we're just shutting down the Thorns completely. Uh, and offensively, I think they're still clicking a little bit. I think well, we can get into that sort of where the weak points might be. But I think this is very, very promising, a, a very good return back to full strength uh, for the Spirit as they run down on the, you know, back into this season. There aren't a lot of games left. It's surprisingly not a few not yeah. games left. Yeah, it's going to be a, a very short sprint to the end of the year. I, I mean, I, I will say I, I may be a little disappointed, I guess, with how that first half turned out. And you sort of felt like a win was there. You were shutting them down um, offensively horrible awful news but you know in in the context of the game uh sophia smith going down with an injury she was out um you did i do feel i i kind of come up on well it's a tough game it's a tough team i i could tell that their their overall goal in this game was we are not going to let them have an easy time of it they had they got they beat us way too bad the last time they exposed us way too much we are going to lock it down if we have to sacrifice maybe a little bit of the goals a little bit of the attack then you know that's that's fine. We're just not going to let them beat us. Um, and I think defensively they worked at the perfection. Um, I will say offensively, I, I felt like there were too many times when I was like, you know, you know, Rodman would get on the run, and I'd be like, just keep it going. And it would kind of be like, no, we're just going to pass it, move it around, and then the attack kind of dies. There's a cross into the box, and nothing happens. There was a little bit, I, I think, too much of that, particularly towards the end where I felt like after the PK, there was maybe an opportunity to go out and try to, you know, snag a win, uh, a statement win against a really tough team. Um, I don't know. That That's just kind of my thoughts. I mean, maybe we'll get into a little bit of the offensive. Was it clicking? Yes, I think in certain aspects it was. But I would say the finishing product just felt like it really wasn't there and they, they got caught a little bit too much. Yeah, I, I would say Trin- obviously the highlights are Trinity Robin dicing people up on the wings. Yeah. She can do that. She can roll out of bed and do that on a Tuesday. That's just the way it goes. I think the the final product was not there. The connectivity between some of the new players and Ashley Sanchez was not sort of all on her. I would say she was not fully flying, had a bit of a down game. I think Ashley Hatch had moments where she disappeared. Uh, for me, and, and, you, and you intimated that it might have been more about a decision to, to, to shut down shop and, and not get beat uh, big at home. I think that they just... Were they did very well with pressure defensively. They did very well with relieving mm-hmm. uh, the press whenever Portland tried to. I, I was I was really heartened to see that, and I think that the offense will quit. They'll they'll click the way they did before. I want to talk about Ulamatasar for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I I haven't gotten a DM back. I wanted to just basically gut check myself uh, with with people who I who I trust about sort of the stuff. Nope, no response. Uh, I have been uh, I'm very curious to sort of see how she's going to perform. Uh, Mark Parsons had a lot of great things to say about her in the post game press conference, sort of saying that like 
when he was game planning against France, he had to, he was so concerned about her because she can beat you off the dribble. She can run, uh, she can come at you with feet. Like it, it was to him, like a, a, a great signing. And I'm very curious how it's going to work out. I feel like, um, the speed, I think the speed is, she's not up to speed yet. The tactics don't seem to be clicking in the weight on, on through balls are not necessarily there. I've just not seen the final product. And obviously we've still got some time here and they, but they moved to a four, three, three to accommodate her. Mark Parsons has stated as much. He really, really believes in this player. And hopefully we, we need some secondary scoring options from hatch some to, to relieve sort of the pressure scoring. Those goals will enable defenses to sort of key off hatch a little bit, allow her to drift, allow her to get into dangerous spaces that aren't reliant solely on crosses or penalties <laughs> this year, the Ola Pen, uh, Pen, Pen Mara, whatever we, whatever we used to call him, uh, is starting to happen here. But I, I, you know, I really want to see her excel because obviously she's got, she's got the, she's got the, the pedigree pedigree. I'm just yep. I'm not seeing yet. I'm, I'm really curious how it's going to evolve. Yeah. I mean, I can't, I think like you, maybe I've been, it hasn't been game changing from her. Um, you know, I think the shift to North formation is always going to come with some challenges. I think it's going to be a matter of, and I, I think I, I'd be curious to see it. I'm always curious, you know, they played, they played well today. I think a draw was a fair result for both teams. Um, I, I think shifting to a new formation, sometimes you get a weaker opponent. You can sometimes start to figure out those things and see those and see those signs, you know, that, that they become a little bit more obvious and maybe get in rhythm, get more comfortable, get some, um, you know, some, uh, some motivation to to push forward, and so I'll be curious to see when they get out here some against a side that's not you know the other sort of one of the best teams in the league. Um, also, I I do want to caveat my opinions by saying this is her first game with the first choice eleven. So yeah. as far as me being upset that her and Ashley Sanchez are not anywhere near the same page, probably not fair. I think I'm also uh, remembering her role in the goal last game that, that, that caused them to try to remember that they, did they lose last game or draw last game? Draw. But yeah. That caused them to get in, in that position. So she, her, her and uh, Sam stop had a bit of a, a, a goof at the end of the game that cost them points. So I'm thinking about that. I'm thinking about her stats uh, where she was just losing every potential uh, second ball. So I, I'd love to see it turn around. I just that's something to look at. Uh, you mentioned the Sophia Smith injury certainly impacted uh, the Thorns. Also, I, I'm wondering if Terry McKeown is going to get like attacked on Twitter. Sophia Smith is a extremely popular player. The tackle was not dirty, but that looks it looked somewhat innocuous at the beginning. I would say, like in real in, in real game speed, it did not look ACLE. It didn't look sort of that way. It wasn't like a dramatic uh, thing. But uh, there is no news as of ten hours ago. Clearly, MRI is sort of in play here, but people are. She was on crutches. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had to be helped off the field, so it looks like potentially a serious injury from what looked like it could have been pretty innocuous. the The U.S. is in a time span. I, obviously, the Olympics are the thing that they're concerned about. When are the Olympics? Is it the is it this mm-hmm. summer? The next summer, yeah, next summer, twenty twenty four. So she, France, I believe, Paris. So she. So, Say this happens, it's possible if, if uh, she's she could be eligible for selection at that point. Kind of tight, but uh, yeah. so I'm just saying, if if it is, then worst case scenario, it's happening at a at a decent time for from the U.S. perspective for her to to recover. But 
Not that, not that you'd wish that, not that you'd hope it, not no, that you want that at all or anything. Not that you'd no. want that. You know, we, our Mallory Swanson already had taken the taken the curse here before the World Cup, but anyway, that, but that was a that was a turning point, I think, from the game's perspective. I think they actually performed better in the second half, mm-hmm. maybe as sort of a I don't you don't want to say like a motivation thing or whatever, but like the, the there was a change, I think, in the the flow of the game with that yeah. with that substitution. Yeah, I mean, I think I think if you look at the XG graph, I think Portland actually started to creep up a little bit. Um, I will say, from from a perspective, uh, it is very nice to have. Not that Nicole Bernhardt did a poor job; she was fine. But there is a definite you notice it in the game from you know the confidence to come out and and win the ball in the box, the saves. They nearly, I think, snuck one in, and um, I thought Kingsbury did well to get behind it. Uh, so definitely, well, a, a nice to have her back in the game, and I think she she kept this game. Um, pretty, pretty, she, she kept the game, uh, very close and, and certainly you could tell that there was a difference in the box with her, with her presence in there over, over some other players. So certainly welcome to have her back. Uh, the goal I think was just a, I, I think they lose the ball in the middle of the field. Um, it's a really nice pass splits. I think maybe you could argue Mickey own, I can't remember the other defender, um, who was at maybe Carl out there on the right. I'm trying to remember, but they kind of would have been Bailey probably. Oh, Bailey. Sorry. You're right. They kind of get caught, um, I think, a little bit not really knowing who's maybe marking, maybe one stick and the other's marking. Uh, it's a really nice ball regardless. They split. They get the goal. Um, I think at that point, you're maybe thinking, man, what a disappointing draw. But, you know, I kept thinking, OK, I think they're going to get another chance here. And they do get it. Um, a, I, I wanted to go back and look at who played that ball. It was a really wonderful ball over the top that finds Rodman, who makes that cross all the way from the defensive half of the field. And they don't mention it on the broadcast who plays that who plays that ball, but I would really like to look up and see who that was. But excellent ball from the defensive line over the top finds Rodman. Cross comes in. Um, let's uh, let's uh, let me talk about this a little bit because I think there are some. So there 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 is the handle the handling law is a mess. Um, let's be clear, it's still a mess. It's always been a mess. Uh, in my estimation, what the referee sees there, the I forget the player. I think it's uh, is it Coffee that goes up? I believe who draw who gets the penalty called on her. Um, she goes up. Yes, the ball hits her, hits her leg, strikes her hand. She is also going up with her arms already in an unnatural position. You don't get bailed out be, just because your your arms are up. You don't just get bailed out just because it goes off your foot. Um, if she was swinging at the ball, kicking the ball lunging for something uh she can go up and still get her leg up with her arms not as far out as they were uh hits her hand i think it's the right call um they looked at it for a while for sure on the var um i think it's the right call they get the pen they score the pen they get the draw maybe there's an opportunity to go out there and maybe take the win um i think that was maybe when i noticed i was like okay i know you got a draw here but i think it was rodman got in space got the dribble and then she kind of like maybe tries to make a move towards the box and then says, "Never mind, I'm just going to play it around." And they kind of pass it around a little bit, and then a cross goes in and nothing happens. So I was kind of like, "Okay, can we? <laughs> you could do this. Come on." So, whole um, reporter answer from uh, the referees. Mm-hmm. The question was on the penalty kick call: Was the foul handling or push? Answer: Handling. Question two: If the foul was handling, did the deflection off of Mengi's impact the decision? Answer: No. So they yeah. were going with the economy of economy of answering here with the. <laughs> two words for two questions and, and we'll see i think there will be i think there will be a review from var on that um but I, I think the overall the overall gist of what i'm getting in here is yes it goes off her leg hits her arm 
but her arms are in a very much in a natural outstretched position. You don't just get bailed out just because it goes off your leg. The, uh, the leg to the arm is meant to prevent like a defender trying to make the spirit of it is a defender trying to clear the ball, miss hits it. And then it happens to strike his arm. Like you just don't want that to suddenly become a PK. Um, it's still a mess of a rule. I think there's ways you could change it. One way, rule would be stop making it PKs. Uh, draw a line from one end of the 18 yard box out across where the penalty spot is. And then the ball just goes right out there for a direct free kick. And that's how you fix that issue. Um, I think that is, if I'm talking about one rule change that might come, I think penalties will only be called on dogs of situations in the box. And that'll be it. So anyway, and then maybe we make it a 35 yard penalty shootout. There you go. <laughs> I'm supportive. I, 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 there has been a lot of like, uh, extra time to penalties immediately, like League's Cup feedback. Mm-hmm. People being like, this rules. America has never been one to not listen to uh, consumer, consumer, consumer opinions if it makes the it makes them more money. You never know. I would say, I think that I think extra time is okay when it's like a semifinal or a final. I think if you reserved it for that. And I think especially for some of these tournaments, it's like there's so many games that you're asking to put players through. It, like, yeah, that extra 30 minutes really starts to stack up. So I don't know. That's certainly something. Um, but then, you know, you look at the Cincinnati um, Miami game for the for the U.S. Open Cup. That was a great extra time. Like extra time as a whole can right. provide some entertainment. It's not just like 30 minutes and then directly to PK. So it, it can be, you know, like I think finals have a reputation for being dour. Mm-hmm. Uh for for a lot everybody of basically just wanting to go to PKs is like never mind you know what we, we've made it this far right no one wants to screw it up in extra right. time so exactly so spirit next game is against the red stars next sunday at home mm-hmm. you got it that's three points that that has to be three points i think it will be i think the way that things are shaping up here that is likely the red stars are having another bad go of it this year for reasons understandable uh with Mallory Swanson laid up and also not a lot of uh, inbound player movement. But uh, I would imagine, unless we hear anything else going on this week, I imagine you see the same same lineup roll out there again next week. Probably same formation. Uh, because, again, that, that formation change was not about the Thorns. It was more about getting Saar on the field with Rodman and uh, with Hatch. So probably going to see that again. Yeah, and big big news on the Red Stars front, which I don't think we covered. Uh, they have new owners that apparently are coming in. Wow. Um, yeah, the ownership group. Um, I, I can't remember the. I have to go back and look at the situation. But the current owner has sold the team. I think rightly that that was well past date of expiration. Um, it's been well known that he is not the. Uh, I mean, there's we obviously talk about the the Ronnie Dyla situation. And just in general, there's been a lot of complaints about him as sort of an owner and how much he's willing to spend on accommodations. I think there was an excellent story out there about how, like, I think the player, like, you had uh, a player was traded to Chicago and basically had to live in, like, I I think I want to say Becky Sauerbrunn's house. Like, had no accommodation that was set up or available for her to use. It was like, oh, you're going to Chicago. And you called the office and it's like, well, where am I going to stay? Oh, we don't have that. Figure it out. Sorry. Um, That's so like just, sounding like MLS in 2002 situation. Yeah, yeah. relying on a national team player to do that. Go, right. I, I have to go find that story and maybe put it in the show notes. Um, let's go look for it. <laughs> They've got money. They'll figure it out. <laughs> exactly. All right. I think that's going to that's gonna do it um, for this week of uh, Kindred Spirits. Guys, again, check uh, check us out on patreon.com. 
get the full access to the shows. Definitely your support helps us support and watch the show. Um, thank you guys so, so much for listening. We will catch you guys uh, next week. Vamos. Vamos.